I'm David Baker. And I'm Amber Gustafson. And this is just a conversation. Amber, I got to tell you that something that was really in the forefront, a lot of discussion uh, was had in, in Tucson this year about a new sapphire treatment to improve the overall visual appearance and color of sapphires. So they're taking an inexpensive rough material and they heat it and it, with pressure, they heal fractures within the stones. And as a result, the price per carat of this material goes up significantly. So think of it as in, a, in the context of a piece of glass or a mirror. Let's say if you have a glass that has a crack in it, disappear. So they just think of, themselves. they reseal themselves. See, that's Thank what you. is, there's a big difference between the emeralds and putting oil in which is kind of filling the cracks these literally, uh, when you when you heal them, they literally kind of melt together. Right. So it just melts it all together Correct. again. Uh, reconstitute it in a way. Uh, it, it disappears. Hmm. And it's no longer eye visible. And then with the heat treatment process also, it's uh, typically to improve the color of the gem because of titanium dioxide in the structure that didn't diffuse into the stone and as a result of the heating, it will diffuse, and that's essentially what they say Mother Nature does in the ground, but she just didn't finish cooking these sapphires. So we, so we artificially doing it. So what they're doing is they're doing this to these sapphires, and they're on the marketplace. Right. And they're at, on the marketplace at a lesser expensive uh, price, right. obviously and it's not being di disclosed. At the American Gem Trade Association, there's absolutely no discussion about disclosure uh, because they disclose everything. But there was a lot of discussion among different dealers, international dealers from around the world, as to whether they need to disclose this treatment. Now, is there a problem with, let's say, something, one of these stones are put into a piece of jewelry? Would a consumer have a problem wearing this piece of jewelry? The jewelry is still out. They think there may be some additional brittleness to the stones, but they're not sure. All of the major laboratories around the world are currently researching this. So the jury is really still out. The, the issue is that it sells for less than sapphire that hasn't been treated in this fashion that has the same appearance. But once someone buys it in Sri Lanka or Hong Kong or another market outside the U.S., it, there's a question as to whether they will disclose that the material's been treated or just sell it for the higher price and try to get away with it. Is, now, there, a, is there a testing that you can do that you can uh, to detect this? <laughs> there isn't right now. Like I said, all the major laboratories around the world are scrambling. To try to figure out, uh, find a, a way yep. to detect. Now, it may not be a way to detect right now, but there will be a way to detect soon, just like other lab-created or enhanced uh, stones, enhanced, yeah. enhanced stones, there's always a way to detect it. Uh, they just have to figure out what way is going to be the best way. And some it. some treatments today that enhance the appearance of, of gemstones are only detectable by sending the stone through the mail to one of the laboratories where they have some very, very sophisticated equipment. And that's just the fact of life these days. So they talked about this. Did you see any of these stones? I haven't personally seen any of these stones, but the dealers that I talk to have, 
and they've they've kind of stayed away from them for the time being because they're not sure what to do with them. So mm-hmm. there are two laboratories so far that have come out and said they're going to issue reports that the stones have been uh, uh, heated and pressure treated, and then a couple other labs are just writing heated on their reports and not mentioning the pressure. So all the labs meet around the world so they have a common nomenclature, and that still hasn't happened or occurred. Well, so. You talk about that with sapphires. I'm going to back up a few years and talk about rubies, basically, briefly. And I'm going to, the reason why, I had a customer come in today. She went to um, Thailand, and she actually had um, purchased probably two dozen of these rubies, and she wanted us to check them out for her. And the minute I looked at them, I knew what they were. saw the gas bubbles. It's all the uh, and um, the gas, they, the glass filled, the glass filled the, rubies, and I, I told her they're glass filled rubies, and I said if you had one of these stones, uh, there was probably about oh three and a half, four carats, maybe five carats, four, four probably four carats, um, and I said with the color that it is, as rich as it is, if it was a natural, non-treated stone, it'd be worth, you know, probably ten thousand dollars, and she goes, oh no, I didn't pay for anything with that. I says, well then guess what you have. I said, because they don't give those stones away. We talked about, on an earlier podcast, we talked about buying uh, online through a computer screen or through television, media. But, um, you know, even if you have them in front of your hands, if you don't know who you're buying them from, and it's you don't, good. That's right. right. And you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're looking at. You haven't been trained to recognize that. Correct. These folks will take advantage of and you. And that's what they did. I felt so bad for this for this particular customer. She was very, very upset because... Family members thought she had found a little gold mine, and they promised, promised, promised they were just perfect, they were great, and this is what happened. In fact, I've had a couple of cases today walk in my door where somebody said, this is a great deal, this is a perfect deal, and, and, and we'll talk about the other one at another podcast. But well, You've been you had a good friend of yours that from Michigan that came in with a ruby and diamond necklace that turned out to be composite glass. Right. Well, when this first came out, it wasn't discovered. And what happened is it was uh, a major chain was selling them as, as natural rubies at a much discounted price and was selling the bejesus out of them. It was not detected. And, uh, in fact, we know of even an, another local very large stone that was purchased for a lot of money that actually ended up going to court over it. And um, these stones uh, that people are selling to the non uh, through methods that are not educating people, it's it's very harmful. It's very harmful, and it's and it's very scary. In fact, I remember seeing a, an article about a uh, these bankers out of California had loaned a hundred thousand dollars for this very large, supposedly very highly valued. Uh, ruby, and it was one of these as well. FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, decided you cannot even call them rubies. It's a composite. That's right. Because what's it mostly of? Glass. It's a composite. In Sri Lanka, they produce so there's such a rich deposit of rubies, mostly alluvial, that the gravels, or the really low-end corundums, are everywhere. I had a friend of mine that lived in, grew up in Ratnapura, 
And his comment was, to give you an idea just how prolific gemstones are there, he said, David, when you grew up, did you have a swing set? And I said, sure. And he said, did you wear a path under your swing set? I said, yeah, of course. He said, I did too. And you ever kick up any rocks? I said, yeah. He said, well, I used to kick up moonstones. That's how prevalent <laughs> gemstones are in Sri Lanka. So, you know, they, they took this gravel material, which was essentially low in corundum, that normally they would grind it up and make into sandpaper and other things, and they used it for their roadbeds, you know, the base of their roadbeds and their railroad tracks. And so someone somewhere figured out that they could take a pie pan, put it over a burner, and add leaded glass. Which and, is colored with red. Which is colored with red or mm -hmm. blue, depending on if it's sapphire or ruby. Mm -hmm. And then they heat it up to the melting point of the glass, and they just blow out the burner. Glass is absorbed or, you know, just Seeps into thermal. the cracks. Basically, <clears throat> you have a, a material that is, is they, they, they also put it through a process before, I believe, they put it through, and they, and they bleach out any of the other properties. So you have a giant sponge of a corundum-type material and that's how it soaks it up all inside yeah. all of that. And it just so, pulls it in there yeah. and then they break it up just like you'd break up hard candy <laughs> and then they facet it. Yep. And it looks pretty doggone good. The it, only problem is it's very unstable and, yeah. and there's so many ways that it just goes bad. You don't even want to have a lemon in your iced tea when you're wearing your lead glass filled ruby ring. You, because what does lemon do to that's the lead glass? It's acidic and it just eats the glass. So, right out. So those are some of the, the new things that are coming out, the sapphires and the new treatments, and you have the, the rubies and the leg. People need to be aware of these things. But we see these first thing, always see them at the shows. And, and remember that auction houses do not have to disclose. You know, they're selling as is, where is, whereas. So it's always a buyer beware when it comes to those kind of situations. Yep. And in anything when it comes to an auction, it's always a buyer beware. You gotta you, you take that chance. Absolutely. I mean, well, I appreciate you sharing your fine, your information about the sapphire. That was the first I heard about that, but that, that kind of went along with the Ruby story as well. And it's still out there and people are getting sold. And, but now it's, it's more prevalent. In fact, when I, I did see it at the show, it's, a very, very, very inexpensive material. And it, and it's amazing that they can sell it faceted for so cheap. If you're not gonna wear it on your hand and you just put it in a silver mounting, then I say it's all good. All right. I do too. Well, I'm David Baker. And I'm Amber Gustafson. And this is Just a Conversation.